102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock. Roger and JP. It's 7.15, partly sunny, 47 today. And, well, this tall ray of sunshine just walked in the studio smiling and happy. And wrestler, author, comedian Mick Foley just walked in. How you doing? I wasn't too happy when that alarm clock rang. I know. Uh, I know. I, I know. <laughs> what You're you a trooper. Have, what do you have to do a press conference for later on this morning? You have to do a press conference or something? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Have you heard that? Is that I, I thought excuse s- I randomly threw? That might be. <laughs> that may very I'm doing well an be. Ev- I'm doing an event for Christmas Magic to, uh, this evening. Oh, know, okay. Kind of oh, okay. Work hand in hand with John Thiessen. You right. know, take care of the of course. Uh, you know, less fortunate here. Uh, so is uh, this but, is this the first time you're doing the gala for him? No, this is the second time. Yeah, it's I good did time, it, man. Uh, I did it a while ago. Years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I did it uh, several years ago, maybe four or five years ago. Right, and then. Uh, uh, I saw Tim at Mulcahy's, and uh, he he said John was asking about me. He said, yeah, man, I would love to do it. That's cool. Yeah, they, they do a great job. And the, the whole idea that this is a guy who was sick, right? Right. Yep, he got treated exactly really right. well, and he decided he's going to take care of uh, children on Long Island who are, you know, not doing so great. It's, That's right. It's, it's really sick a wonderful thing. Sick kids like yourself were in the hospital over the holidays. Yeah, it's like yeah. the beginning, and it's grown to sick kids all year long and underprivileged kids. I mean. The uh, foundation has really grown, so it'll be nice. We'll see you there on Thursday. We host the auction all stuff, so we'll be on stage with you. I'll be and there. all the other celebrities. I'm warning you though, getting the microphone away from OJ Anderson <laughs> is not right. is not an easy feat. I've been there when OJ's done the uh, the auction for Muscular Dystrophy Association, and he's good. He's real good. Part of the nature of being good on an auction is you have to like that microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, he loves, loves it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. But I got to be honest, man, you walk. In here, dude, you're like half of yourself. You're walking better. Yeah, you're light on your. What'd you lose? You got to lose a hundred pounds. Easy. I did lose a hundred. I gained a little bit of it. Uh, uh, I wanted. I wanted to lose eighty. That's what that was the goal. Okay, you know, I was three thirty eight. You know, and uh-huh. I got were you really three thirty eight. A guy. I was at the. Uh, Honestly, you didn't seem like you were three thirty eight. Like a solid two sixty two eighty. I would say, but three thirty eight. I held it. Uh, held it well. <laughs> Mostly, it's that muscle mass I carry. Yeah, I just packed on slat. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I was clinging to me everywhere. A guy, I just saw a guy at the. Uh, I went to, to the Boston Celtics game. My son's a huge fan, and a mm-hmm. guy who was a radio guy in North Carolina came up. He had a photo of me and him when I was three thirty eight. I was like, my God, it looked like I swallowed somebody. Right. Huge, so huh? I, uh, I, you know, I got down to eighty, and then it's like a hundred's a better story. Right. You know? right, like, right why right. not do the hundred? And then I. Oh, this is back when I was a. Uh, commissioner on WWE and I didn't really look the way people wanted me to look you know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. wasn't like I was in phenomenal speedo shape anyway but I just didn't look like <laughs> myself so I was like ah I'm back back to where you know I'm, I'm down about 75 or so so but. is this you consider this your wrestling weight somewhere in this area <laughs> well the, most of my Not success you're gonna know. I'm just yeah. saying back when you were yeah most of my success in, success in WWE came when I was uh over the three bills. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was over three. See, it's just hard to tell how uh, much you weigh at any given time. And I was surprisingly <laughs> tall. Uh, the crazy thing is my kids are really shooting up. My daughter's six feet tall, uh, and my She's my not 338, year old, however. She's not 338. No, no, uh, <laughs> my 14-year-old is now s- six foot, and, uh, and so is my 16-year-old. And they're claiming that the average guy on Long Island is 6'5". He's high. And I'm like, no, 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 no. way. It's like the average, <laughs> the average guy. As we went to a Nets game, he goes, Dad, I'm telling you, people were towering over you. Dude, it's different. <laughs> I sat courtside at a Knicks game one time in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And you don't know 
until you see these guys right That's there, and you're like, Jesus guy. Christ, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal is a tree. Yeah, he's a tree with feet. And the guys who are the 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 uh, the shooting guards and the the playmaking yes. guards, they're like six five, yes, you know, six six. And yeah, the little guys on the court. It, even even when you are with baseball players, you'll be shocked at how big. Yeah. Even the smallest baseball players. Derek Jeter doesn't surprise hit you as someone who's so tall. You know when you John, when you're near these guys, that's what you get. John Starks from the mm-hmm. Knicks yep. did the gala with us a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, he's a little guy, right? Good and guy too. I remember watching those Knicks games. And he like was dwarfed by Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I'm on stage with John Starks. I'm like, you're not small. <laughs> you're like six <laughs> Same thing with Walt, Walt Frazier. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I've actually fortunately grown now that I've had my hip and my knee replaced yeah, and uh, the spine is kind of yeah. Sta- so uh, uh, six three mm-hmm. down from up from six one and a quarter. Wow. This is crazy. I mean, I was a legit six four at one time. I'm having a tough time selling my kids on that. <laughs> right. but back when my spine was a little gnarled over, I stood next to Walt Frazier, and he had about three inches on me. You know, Walt was like a smaller guy. I got to tell you, when you were in here last time, I guess it was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I felt bad because you were hurt. You were ah, clearly man, hurt. Was, you were clearly yeah, hurting yeah. every day, and the way you walked in, and then. The difference between the way you walked in the room today mm-hmm. than the last time Not we bad, saw right? you is huge. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Huge. The, How'd you lose the weight? Did you get your stomach done? Still? No, no. You just old-fashioned uh, hard work? Uh, yeah, and it was just changing a lot of the things. You know, there's so many great foods here on the island. Yeah. You got to kind of give them up, you know, and then uh, just so in moderation. You can't, you yeah. can't, you can't. With no them. rules, what's your favorite restaurant on the island? Mm. No, you can eat whatever you want. You can't go wrong with Pace's Steakhouse. You cannot no, go wrong with that's, Pace's. That's Pace's. But I'm a, I'm a Long Island pizza guy. I mean, I, I moved down south for Aren't 15 years, and every time I would get like as far north as like D.C., I'd start salivating. You know, I, mean, I knew I was coming back to Brooklyn or the island. You know, yeah, like you yeah. can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. You know, What's I your love- pizza place in Brooklyn? It's Money Guns. It's got to be. <laughs> it's I don't Gardens. know. I, I'm not. I don't know if I have a pizza place. I got a. I did this. The, the, there's a guy on the uh, internet. Apparently, has a huge show. I didn't know until my daughter told me where he goes trying out different po- uh, places. Oh yeah, yeah. Dave so, from Barstool Sports. Yeah, Dad, Barstool oh, Sports. Oh. So I sank into a bite. And I was like, oh, it's one of the best slices I've ever had. It's right. like a ten. And we just walk out from the place. We're right in front of their place. The guy got mad at me. He's like, What do you mean it's a ten? This is a decent football pie. And I'm like, no, this is one of the best pies I've ever had in my life. You know, like, I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to <laughs> We just, you know what? Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, Monty's in Kings Park. That's okay. our place. We there had a go. nice. Have uh, you ever gone into Huntington to Little Vincent's and had the cold cheese pizza? No. Listen. No, this has been talked about. Listen. Should I do this? Yes. It's right, on, um, it's right on New York Avenue in Huntington, right Basically, directly across from the Paramount. Okay. Describe the pizza. Okay. That's, that's you're okay. ready to hear this. It's a slice of pizza, and then it comes out of the oven, and then they just put a ton of cold mozzarella on top of it. Really? What? Life. <laughs> Listen. I'm not going to be able to hold this weight very much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean. And we're not helping you at all. Are I we? don't mean to steal the show. By the way, if anybody's listening, you can check us out now on uh, on Facebook Live if you want to see what it looks like. But uh, I don't mean to wreck your whole diet thing. But I'm telling you, that's a game, all right, I can, it's I can a game changer. Not something you can have all the time. 
It sounds to me like a perfect way to enjoy that would be a, a couple complimentary tickets to the Paramount. Right. <laughs> and then you walk out of the Paramount. And then you walk out of the Paramount. And then you go. Are you angling? I am I angling, yeah. angling for something at the Paramount. <laughs> what do you want to go see? We'll take care of you. What's, what what's coming up there, man? I'm pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> You want to get that pizza so bad. <laughs> All right, listen. More with Mick Foley uh, coming up next. By the way, newly uh, shorn. You don't have the hair we thought you had either. I mean, you, you lost like a pound of hair. Probably. <laughs> The story there when we return as yes, well. Yes, sir. Okay. Very good. Wow, somebody's a little radio savvy. He sure is. Nice job. That's Mick Foley. Yes, he's right there, your hero for the wrestling ring. 7-24, Ted Linder. And BAB, Long Island's only classic rock, Roger and JP. It's uh, 7.32, uh, partly Sunday today, and 47. Uh, wrestler, author, comedian Mick Foley uh, in the studio with us. Last time you were with us, I think you had just started... Maybe a few months or half a year, whatever, into the whole Christmas theme. Oh, I thought you were going to I just returned to wearing the fanny pack after <laughs> 10 years. No, I don't know if we've ever seen you without it. <laughs> I, I did go 10 returned. years without it, and then I realized I was wearing the long sleeve flannel year-round just so I could put stuff in my pockets. Right. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that, that I'm going to ruin any of these looks. You know, the, uh, the, these the like, sweatpants, the flannel shirt with a fanny pack. Yeah, I just started going with the Christmas stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah man, that's going back to 2014. Right, yes, it's that's, been a while. You were coming in and you were doing like a Christmas sweater every day. I or did something a, like that. yeah something Christmassy. It didn't have to be a right, sweater. Right, right, like, right. This is a pretty good. And you talked cool. about you know you were going to do it for the yeah. whole year. We're like you're going to wear something Christmas yeah. every day for the year. We so had, obviously you did. I did it, and then my did I it never stop. Well, yeah, it stopped. Um, I mean, I still wear like this is just you know Saint Nick's World Tour. This is a pretty cool looking shirt. You know, right. Well, right. But my children were like, Dad, you're losing, like, followers on Twitter every day. Like, why is that? I was like, I don't think they like me posting these <laughs> Christmas photos in March. Every day. Right. I, I, March. It, it's not what they want out of me. Right. I, oh, I, I mentioned the thing about the haircut, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, right, I, right. I, I, You know, because you guys know, like, I kind of... Makes uh, like almost buzz cut. I help Santa almost. out, you know, doing mm-hmm. things she can't... He can't be everywhere at all times, That's so... Right. Uh, in order to have the best possible look, I'd had the back of my hair, which has been long for, you know, with only one exception for 30 years, since right. 85, right? And then I, so I had it bleached, and it looked in the back, and then when I went back to go to WWE as general manager, I was like, oh, this looks kind of awful. And the, <laughs> the moment a grown man picks up a pair of scissors, nothing good can come from that. You know, when you start <laughs> right. looking in the mirror, like, I'm going to take a little bit off the back, and it kept looking worse and you had to keep cutting. and worse kept cutting and then uh when we went to new orleans uh for raw i just showed up and said just just take it all off what would yeah. make you think because listen you've earned a good living okay yeah. i know you're not starving why couldn't you just go get a haircut <laughs> why did you have to pick up the why scissors you yourself? yourself that's a great question because i come from a day when we slept <laughs> Three guys in a twin bed, and we liked it. <laughs> like, if you didn't have six guys in a room, right. a $20 room, like, I remember actively going, no, Dad, do they, they're getting a room for just the two of them? Are you kidding me? No, you need to have at least at least two guys, in, you know, in a twin bed and a couple guys on the floor. Like, that was just, right. uh, you just didn't spend money on things like haircuts. Right, but now you're not. Right. Now you made money. Let somebody cut your hair. I'd been successful. My hair's curly, naturally. So I could take off some, and no one would notice. It, was curl, it would just curl up. Mm-hmm. But in this case, but when you start going day. to the back, man, it looks it was looking bad. So when I showed up, now, remember, my son is uh, 14. He's never seen his dad without hair, at least down to the collar. And right. he got scared. He thought it was an intruder. And he goes, you don't, you don't even look like my dad. 
<laughs> and now, you know, we all come from the era when our parents used to tell us to get our hair cut. Cut our hair. Right. Right. Now it's different. Now it's my son begging me to let my hair grow out. So now. when you go in public, yeah. is it enough of a different look that you find that less people realize it's you? Yeah. Uh, that's what I say, tell myself when I don't get recognized as often. Uh, it has nothing to do with being past my prime. It's, just, it's a haircut. Are you okay with it? Like, do you welcome the fame, or do you like it now that they're not recognizing you as much? You know, I... Um, it's uh, You're too the happy upside. The upside is much it. better than the downside. Yeah, of course. Right. You know, and even the downside is fun because my kids and I will, will be at a place and we'll count how many conversations start with the words, I know you're with your kids. But, but <laughs> I, I hate to do this. I know you're eating dinner. But, but. <laughs> and it was hard for me uh, to tell my kids about you know uh, swear words. Yeah, we're kind of a non-cursing family. You know, mm -hmm. my older son curses, but he's the only one. That's refreshing. And uh, so I've dropped two f bombs outside of my shows. You know, I do a one f bomb when I do the one man show. One, and if I do it right, I get a standing ovation, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and I would, and my son, uh, I. I mentioned you guys off the air. My 16-year-old is on the spectrum, and when he was like five, he's like, Dad, I'm um, if those words are so bad, why do people look so happy when they're saying them? <laughs> because people Isn't like, it amazing what they pick up? Nick blank and Foley, right. holy blank. Like, yeah. They never saw anybody angry when they were using those words. It was always with the biggest smile. Right. And I had no answer for that. I was like, ah, they're happy thoughts. They're just using bad right. words to illustrate those. There's a thoughts. show, um, I think it's on Netflix, with Michael Rappaport. It's called Atypical. Have okay. you ever seen it? No, no, but they, I like him. It's a family. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I hear that it's a, the son, based the, on a the, son. The yeah. son's got autism. It's such an whether you have somebody on the spectrum or you know somebody, whatever it is, the show is great. I have to watch it. I like Rapport's a big wrestling fan too. Now, yeah. have you He'd seen recognize him, me with the short hair. Have too. you <laughs> seen him? All, dude, all of a sudden, someone gave him, someone gave him an iPhone. Yeah, and he's been doing these little video. Any, anything something goes on, these little video blogs. Yeah, he has gone through the roof. It's really? Crazy. He through the, just go on, to go on Twitter, rants. put on Rapport, just yeah. start watching his videos. You'll be entertained for at least an hour. <laughs> At least, at least. <laughs> I just, I, who is the guy who uh, he 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 suffered one of the most agonizing cinematic deaths ever? I think Nicolas Cage punched him to death. What was it? It was the Jade Scorpion or something like that. Like, a, a, oh, a, 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 it was pretty brutal, you know. And he put on a glove. And he just punched him to death. And I, thought, oh, I don't want to go that way. I go back to Leslie Nielsen in the airplane with the ways to go. And right. being punched to death is not one of them. A hospital, what is it? It's a tall building with a lot of windows. But that's not important right now. <laughs> All right, more with Mick Blankenfoley. Yeah. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Wearing his, yes, St. Nick World Tour t-shirt. And being of the Christmas spirit as... It just seems you are yeah. in general. Almost every day. Very happy. My daughter asked me if it ever gets old to hear my Ooh. theme music in public. I absolutely not. Oh, this is, nah, this, this is our, our bed we use for traffic. Our I know. Bed all the time. We've been doing every this show. One, We've been doing this show. Now we're just wrapping up 18 years together. Yeah. yeah. It's been our traffic music for 17 and a half. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and one of the junior hockey leagues in Canada uses it for its fights. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. When guys are squaring oh, off, they go great. with that. I was like, that's really, uh, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> Youth fighting. Yeah, but when you hear game it, music. it's in the headphones in your head right now. You yeah. must feel it. You feel it. You must feel some juice from I do, it, right? I do. I do. I'm feeling it's it. It's great. Man. I don't need this coffee.
<laughs> Just need my theme music. <laughs> All right, 739. More with Mick coming next. Here's 10. Right now on the LIE westbound, heavy and exit 51, Deer Park Avenue accident. 102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock. Roger and JP. It's uh, 747. Wrestler Mick Foley in the studio with us, who is much more than that, a New York Times bestselling author many times over. Uh, comedian. Also the one-man show you yeah, mentioned earlier. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things. But the wrestling... It's come back. You know, it's, it's always in your life. It's a little thread going through your life. And you were recently a manager, you were just telling us off the air yeah. WWE Raw. Yeah, I got a call. I, I came walking downstairs, I guess a little over a year ago now. And uh, I said to my uh, daughter, she said, Daddy, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I just, uh, I just got a call from Stephanie McMahon asking me if I wanted to be the general manager of Raw. She said, mm. well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I think I have to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting on the couch watching somebody else doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Wondering what if. So, so you, uh, you watch? Yeah. yeah, I still watch almost every week. You know, some of the stuff we record and we kind of scan through things, but I... Uh, yeah, I like to keep up to date. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on, and then I'll throw out like the you know I'll, I'll get in touch with one of the guys who's right. doing an especially um, particularly good job of coming a, a long nice. way, and then uh, you know gave a little advice last night mm-hmm. to one of the guys who'd been uh, released from their contract. Oh, really, uh, James Ellsworth? Yeah, I was looking yeah. at. Nice you. So you yeah. genuinely love it? Yeah, it's it's you know I, I mean this in a positive way. It's uh, you know it is like being in the mafia. Like oh yeah, <laughs> you once. <laughs> Just when you think you're out, you know, they drag you back That's in. Right. Like, you know, I tried to run away from it. Honestly, I did. And uh, and there was a time I worked for another, you know, rival company for like three years. And there was not one time when somebody said, aren't you that guy who wrestles for that, you know, the current group? I was always the WWE guy. Right. And then it becomes to the point where you're like Adam West, like towards the end of his career, he was like, yes, I am Batman. You yeah, know, like, right, instead yeah. of going, I could have done other roles. You're like, yes, I am that guy. You know, I'm, wow. I'm, I love being that guy. And I did the role for, um, for uh, eight months, uh, the general manager, I was t- discussing off air, I was really in a lot of pain with my hip and my knee. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, the question was, was I fired? Yes, that's and the I, good question about the answer to. I was fired on air, at which point I no longer did the job and mm-hmm. I stopped receiving checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I believe that qualifies mm-hmm. as a real life firing. <laughs> right. But being fired as general manager is like being killed off in a soap opera. Right. And you just want it to be as dramatic a departure as possible. Well, you do or McMahon does? He wants what? He I want wants it. the show. Well, I want, I, going in, like I love Stephanie McMahon. She was my boss. She was my, uh, she was the commissioner, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And Stephanie's great on air. And I think she's great. I, Stephanie, I, Stephanie wrote the forward to my Christmas memoir. Mm-hmm. So okay. she's a, she's somebody I've known almost 20 years, but she's a great on air personality and she's got a knack for firing people. And so in the back <laughs> of my mind, I was like, I just want to be fired in the most impactful way possible <laughs> and hopefully in a way that you know, uh, elevates a storyline. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I got that. Like I got that. And the, the like kind of the irony was that night in uh, Detroit, there was a huge snow blizzard coming on, and that was the one time, like in the first time, like in seven or eight years, I got to fly on the McMahon, uh, you know, the the jet. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the most I'd felt like I would ju- I just had a big pay per view match, you know, right? Like, because I was so excited because it was such a great on air moment. 
getting fired in an impactful way. Like, I kept reliving it, like, you know, back in the days when I'd have a big match and I couldn't sleep at night because I kept running through it. I was like, yeah, yeah, getting fired on air was every bit as good as, you know, wrestling The Rock. <laughs> it really was, yeah. So I, I was happy with the way it ended. And then I and now I don't have to travel. I can make my own schedule, and um, things, are, things are going pretty well. How many books do you have now? Man, uh, this... Uh, a lot more than you think. There's 11, counting ridiculous? four children's books, but seven, right. you know, seven, you know, books of some length to it. This one, I mean, you know when you write a Christmas memoir that you are absolutely, like, pushing away the people who like you the most. They're like... <laughs> And as evidenced by the fact that I would lose followers every time I posted about right. Christmas, like this right. isn't what people, this is right. to me what Will Ferrell doing a dramatic role is to him. And right. like, I think he even understands, people are like, yeah, we like you, we appreciate you need to do this. Yeah. We'll be over here waiting for you when you decide to be funny again. Come back to be but I, yeah. You know what, I get it though, because we get put in this box where we have, you know, our audience expects us to do certain things. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get real bored real fast. So you get the creative juices flowing and you want to do something. And we live in a business that's based on ratings. Yes. So if we are not giving them exactly what they want, then you got management. Like, can we talk to you for a minute? And my, I spend my life avoiding meetings. I need to really? avoid me at all costs if I can. But I get it where you... They want something from right. you, but you need to move forward and feed your own soul. Do you mind if I name drop the, drop the rock here? Go ahead. As far as go right, oh, go right because ahead. when we were in the middle of what we called the Monday Night Wars, where we had direct competition from Ted Turner's uh, world WCW, mm. like if you were responsible for two consecutive poor fifteen minute ratings, like your spot on the roster was in jeopardy. At least you know you know dropping down on the card. And The Rock and I had done something wow. called This Is Your Life in, I think, 1998. And Mr. McMahon hated it. Thought it was one of the worst things he'd ever seen. I mean, it was scheduled for 14 minutes or 16 minutes. We went 28 on live, you know, primetime <laughs> television. 28 hated minutes. It. Yeah, 28 minutes. And then The Rock tapped me on the shoulder, like, at catering. goes, you hear about the rating? And when he said that, like, my heart sunk. I'm thinking, it had to, oh, my God, what was it? He goes, 8.4. And I went... No, that's not possible. There's no way that a rating could be that high, especially in the days before texting well. and all that. People had to literally <laughs> been calling each other. You got to watch WD, WD. Right. So we go, let's go find Mr. McMahon. I think we called him Vince at the time. Uh, I bet you did. And Mr. McMahon <laughs> doesn't cower by nature. Right. But when we like walked into his office, we didn't see him, but we could kind of see like a foot behind a couch. And it was like, Vince. And all of a sudden we heard him go, all right, you can do whatever you want from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But That's it was so that cool. rating. You know what? You, know? you, just, yeah. you just pulled back the curtain. People don't know. <laughs> you know, people don't know the rise and fall of how it happens, you know? Even as I'm telling that, I'm like, I'm not sure he was actually hiding behind a couch. In my mind, <laughs> he was behind it a makes couch. great. It might I not do know. Anyway. All right. <laughs> and he threw in a, a, a colorful word. All right, blank. You can do whatever you want. Next time you tell that story, he was so afraid we were going to walk into his office. He was Actually, under his desk. <laughs> you know? That's cool. So you guys yeah. have to be cognizant of, and wrestling is of the of people, and the, you guys know the statistics for every fifteen minutes. Yeah. So you know if you're on for longer than one, like you said, two segments in yeah. a row. If they see a fall off, that is that's a huge reflection on the exact wrestler who's in the spotlight at that time. Yeah, and as a matter so of it's fact, an easy gauge. Uh, there was a time when I I won the WWE title from The Rock, and mm -hmm. at a time when every other Raw episode was was recorded, they would do right. four hours, two hours live, two hours recorded. 
So WCW went on the air with a live show, and they gave away the ending. They said, we know for a fact, no need to watch WWE. It's a taped show. Uh, uh, Mick Foley, who wrestled here as Cactus Jack, will win their win their championship. And then the announcer, you know, at the behest of the, the guy calling the shots, said, wow, that'll put butts in seats. And it was pretty devastating for me when I found that out until the next day when I found that that half a I don't want to say homes versus people right either homes or people half a million people or homes switched the channels immediately and my stock in the wrestling business shot up like if I was a stock it was like boom I went to be like a blue chip guy I was just kind of like a respected journeyman at right, the time and right. all of a sudden awesome. I was a superstar based on you know the number of homes that switched the channel they immediately. wanted to see you win yeah so we I refer I was going to say we I don't know if a single other person in the world refers to it but I do I call it the night the channels changed <laughs> <laughs> you're right you might be the only one who says that yeah, but it's I believe okay I am. it's okay yeah. it's dramatic and you're in the hall of fame right then we what I didn't hear which, you're in the hall of oh, fame yeah, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah I am I am in the hall yeah the WWE hall of fame I am yes that is awesome it was a good moment and it was great for me because it was at Madison Square Garden right I remember that and that was where uh, I used to take the trains you know I mean I hitchhiked from college to see Snooka and Morocco in the steel oh, cage that's awesome so to be out there you know in front of those people and then they were you know like I thought okay you know as a guy who used to write down my goals you know like I wanted to wrestle in Madison Square Garden so to be back there you know so many years later and have people chanting your name it was it was really uh, remember when Piper smashed Snooka over the head with a coconut and jammed a banana in his face. Yeah. It was great. That was, yeah, it was... Uh... Now it would be considered racist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A piper would be brought up on charges. It might be. Mm. You know, I wonder if they have to... I wonder if they have to change the... Because of the the culture that the country is in right now, I mean, the, um, the state that the country is in right now, I wonder if they change the way they write. So storylines, Yeah. Do they use less... Sex from the women. Uh, of course, yeah. They switched from uh, my era was known as the Attitude Era, you know, mm. and uh, and we could get away with almost anything. We could really push the boundaries. And then uh, I think Mr. McMahon found out that we were doing these monster ratings, but we couldn't get uh, sponsors. sponsors. And uh, he wanted to take WWE uh, global. You know, we were already mm -hmm. international, a lot of places, but wanted to take it global. I think he was frustrating by the fact that we were really at that time dominating cable ratings but couldn't get a sponsor like people were running from us and so they made the concerted uh, effort to go to a more pg oriented show mm -hmm. and they still kept the adults we were talking about off right. the air you still get the adults it's still kind of a cool show for adults but yeah. they feel comfortable there's no longer like me calling my wife all right you better uh, you better switch channel and <laughs> right <laughs> this guy comes on or that yeah, guy like comes on line. yeah yeah, yeah storylines could be a little bit out there i think may young gave birth to a hand at one point <laughs> remember that <laughs> you know it's That's like weird stuff. You know, it's funny it's like um who thought of that it's <laughs> it's very similar to tommy blotcha thought of it a great comedy writer he probably uh, <laughs> he created metalopolis what is the name of that the, the metal yeah he yeah he whatever whatever apocalypse but he created that so I think he would like me giving him credit for mm -hmm. the birth of the hand. Mm -hmm. You know what it is? It's a lot like rock, you know, because I'm a big Iron Maiden fan yeah. and big AZDZ fan. I took my son. And you're seeing the same thing. Grown men 
going to see wrestling, and now this who were at the the um, WrestleManias yeah. when they were a kid, like I was, and now they're bringing their kids. So you have generation, sure. generation, and you go to like WrestleMania, and it used to be a one day event, and now it's literally a week long event. Right, where, you know they're bringing a hundred and eighty million dollars into the yeah. city during the course yeah. of a week. Yeah, are vying for it, and it's in a hundred thousand seat enormous yeah. dome, and you, like you, you're sitting all the way up in the rafters, but and you're still watching it on yeah. a screen because you can't see the ring. That was three, three, three WrestleManias ago. I got to make a surprise. Prize um, entry uh, the uh, uh, the League of Nations okay. that defeated uh, the New Day and they challenged any three any three people out there and no one even knew I mean to keep a surprise in this day and age in, in WWE is is pre- pretty amazing mm-hmm. so uh, Shawn Michaels came out first. They hit my music, and uh, I came out, and I knew Steve Austin was next. And I mean, I know my <laughs> role. This really, Sean should have. I should have been first, Sean, Steve. Oh. But I was like, okay, not one person is going to be looking at me when Steve's music hits. So as soon as that music hit, I spent the next like one minute just looking around at one hundred and one thousand people. I thought so I haven't crazy. been. I've never been in front of this many people before. Never will again. So I'm going to appreciate every second of it. Right. Do you have a few more minutes? Yeah. Is yeah, it possible? Yeah. Right. All right. right. Yeah, <laughs> 102.3 WBAB Long Island's only classic rock. Roger JP with uh, wrestler Mick Foley in the yeah. studio with we're us gonna this have, morning. We're going to have a good time tomorrow night. We're going to be at Mulcahy's for the John mm-hmm. Thiessen Children's Foundation Holiday Gala. Uh, all the information is at WBAB.com. Mick's going to be there. Wayne Corbett, Otis mm. Anderson, Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, Jim Burt, Ron Greshner, some chick from Real Housewives. Melissa Gorga. Melissa Gorga. I mentioned earlier, yeah. Um, and Jim we Burt, talk- the great Giants player. Yeah. Yes. How oh, cool yeah. is that, right? It's pretty cool. We're just saying, would it be cool if he wore his shoulder pads with the shirt you pulled really tight? Really over? tight. Remember Madden talking about? Yeah. You can't even grab it. Look at this guy's shirt. You can't grab it. You can't it. grab it. And he you always had his Jim son Bird. with him. Yes. Yeah. Son's got to be in his early thirties now. Right. It wouldn't be quite the same. <laughs> <if you had laughs> him on the- wouldn't it be great if he showed up and just had him on his shoulder, get on the stage? <laughs> Dad, I'm 34 years old. Put me down now. <laughs> I, he's not listening to this show, is he? No. I don't want Jim coming after me. You're talking about my son. <laughs> it was. It was. It was it was, a, it was beautiful. That was a great get, moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, all of us remember it. You couldn't grab Jim Burt's jersey. It was too tight. No. Yeah, man. Think <laughs> but about cool it. if he still does appearances that way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to ask if I can grab his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. And and uh, Mick, besides, you know, we mentioned it before, he's got 11 books. You've got a, uh, a book in the stores now, and it's Christmas themed. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's my experiences uh, as one of Santa's helpers. St. So Mick. It's, uh, yeah, it's like... It's my Will Ferrell drama. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I loved writing it. It I think is a nice story. A lot of lessons learned. Uh, some some pretty emotional stuff in there too. If you want to get the audiobook, you can actually hear me break down on the final page of the book. Like, yeah, it was a uh, real really? emotional uh, 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 story for me to write, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad I did it. But it's not exactly shooting up the charts, you know. Uh-huh. This isn't with the world. Oh. Did he finally write that Christmas book? Well, you know what you've been doing. You've been doing the Christmas thing for so long. I mean, I don't see what the. I I mean, I guess you know your hardcore fans. If it's not about wrestling, they don't want to know about it. But it's okay to branch out and do your own stuff. You know, it may not sell, but if it felt good to do, yeah, it did. You know, and I'm thinking it turned out uh, two years ago to benefit. uh, Eli Manning waited until the end of the night. He goes, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I get a photo with you?" And I went. You're a fan? <laughs> Man, I grew up with mankind. 
and I, and I and and I was like, he has two daughters of that magical age, and right. I'm thinking, could they use a visit from Santa? Like he's had a tough season, right? Right. So, uh, possibly I will reach out to the Giants and see if... <laughs> Yo, listen, Eli. if you go, can no, I come? Like, yeah, you want to come? Yeah, I'll be an elf. What do I do? I'll walk around on my knees. You know, I'll walk around on my knees. I'll hand his kids some presents. Just whatever you got to do. I, I got to hit the road here to say, right. I'll, I'll text you guys the photo of me and Eli. Much taller than you think. Yeah. Much taller. Right. A giant of a man. And a great guy. <laughs> and a great, great guy. guy. And a great yeah. guy. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. And I'll Mick, see you tomorrow at the uh, yeah, we'll John see you tomorrow night. event. Appreciate you it. Have a nice day. It's Mick Foley, everybody. <laughs> it's uh, it's part of the study of 47 today. It's 812, and here's Ted.